And uh, we want to thank all of you all for being here with us. Sister Lisa Starwitz, our clerk. We normally have uh, Sunday school on every um, Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. there at the church. But since COVID virus has been with us for a while, we have been broadcasting like many other churches on Facebook and from our um, Antioch Number 1 Baptist Church Facebook page. We have Sunday school every Sunday at 9.30. Now we do it on Facebook. We also have worship service on the 2nd, 4th, and 5th Sundays, normally at 11 a.m., but we do it like most churches now from the front door uh, with uh, parishioners in the uh, parking lot in their vehicles, or we do it on the when inclement weather and it's raining, we do it from inside, first of uh, broadcasting with uh, our musician Corey Robinson broadcast, broadcasting it right via Facebook. And we thank Reverend Oliver, Sister Oliver, and all the deacons at Antioch Baptist Church during this time that have continued to do whatever is necessary to get the word out um, from Antioch Baptist Church. I am the superintendent and one of the deacons at Antioch Baptist Church that work to make sure God's word is still going out. Let us begin the lesson, Risk Takers. The lesson aims, as a result of experience in this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things. Research the lives and ministry of Priscilla and her husband Aquila. Appreciate the ministry of those who explain the way God, the way of God with accuracy. Seek opportunities to use their gift or abilities to further the gospel. Some key words for today. Uh, Ted Spencer, good morning. Some key words for today. Command, uh, that's to have arranged thoroughly, changed, appointed, ordered, uh, departed, to have separated, went away. Reasons, um, to have discussed, mingled thoughts with thoughts, addressed, uh, preached, remained. Um, that means uh, to one that stays or tarries, uh, vow. Uh, a prayer of God promise. Sometimes we vow things. Worked. Uh, that means to work, to labor. We thank all of you all for being here with us as we get into the Sunday School lesson. Now, for you that are with us this morning, the key verse is coming from Romans, the 16th chapter, the 3rd and 4th verse. From the King James Version, we've already turned to that. We hope you have prepared yourself to turn to that portion of the Bible. All right, as we fumble with the pages here in the studio, you hear them crackling, but here we go. All right, why this lesson matters? Why does this lesson matters? Encounters that bring together people with similar gifts and talents can lead to greater opportunities for services in other arenas. How can shared interests and experiences lead to new possibilities for engagement? Priscilla and Aquila shared their tent-making businesses with Paul, and Paul shared with them his ministry of the gospel. Look at that. How many of you share things with others, and they in turn share things with you? The lesson in focus. Many people tend to build close relationships with their co-workers, Positive working relationship often result from shared tasks and shared time together that allows for meaningful conversation. 
We are social beings and our lives can be significantly enriched through interaction with others in our workplace, church, or community. We should be friendly and gracious to others, not only because it is our the right thing to do, but also because God can use our interpersonal ties and connection for godly purposes beyond our imagination. We learn and grow through relating to others, the same as the case of Paul, a casual connection grew into a meaningful ministry relationship. We should pray that God would order our relationship so that his purpose and intention, rather than ours, be accomplished. Joyce Munler, thank you. Good morning. Welcome to the Sunday School lesson. Make in your personal priority to cherish people and treat them with godliness and respect while remaining opening to whatever purpose the Lord has intended for bringing you into each other's lives. Whenever you come in contact, contact with someone else, God is in the plan. Nothing happens in the lives of human beings without God being aware of it. Souls are saved, churches are blessed, and God was glorified because Paul connection with Priscilla and Aquila. That is the same as it is today. People working in different capacity, just as the five fingers on the hand all have different roles, but they work together to grasp and pick up things. God is awesome in his making of human being. Let's look at the lesson in context. Contrary to the practice of teachers in his day, Paul sometimes refused to take money from those he taught. Paul was a bivocational rather than full-time ministry. He received some support from the congregation in which he ministered, but also earned personal income from the work his trade, a tent maker. The earning financed his preaching ministry. See 1 Corinthians, the 9th chapter, the 14th through the 15th verse. Also, 1 Thessalonians, the 2nd chapter, and 9th verse. Also, 2 Thessalonians, the 3rd chapter, the 6th through the 10th verse. Paul met the acquaintance of a married couple, Priscilla and Aquila, who are believed to have landed in Corinth after Jews were expelled from Rome under the leadership of Emperor Claudius. Historians record conflict between Roman Christians and Jews that likely result from the imperial order to ban Jews from Rome. In Corinth, a large pagan city known for its debauchery and idolatry, Priscilla and Aquila joined themselves to the Christian community and met the acquaintance of Apostle Paul, with whom they developed a strong, lasting friendship, and for whom they would later even risk their lives. The couple was one that God used in the church of Corinth and Ephesus to partner with Paul's ministry to train and mentor church leaders like Apollos, for example, who was gifted to serve for lacking a sound doctoral understanding of the gospel message. Let's take a look at the insight and some opening inquiries. In what ways do we risk a jeopardized relationship that God may have intended for a godly purpose. We are very much familiar with that. Good morning, Lawrence, and welcome to the Sunday School lesson. Do you have Christian friends who share your commitment to serving God faithfully? What projects or ministry efforts do you share with them? You know about those situations. Or how do your relationship develop with people who count as your closest friend, ministry, 
briefly share with the class. Do you have a close friend that you share ministry with? I do have one. That is Pastor Marcus um, William. He's also a musician. Me and him interact periodically. He's had the opportunity to come to the studio two or three times. But God is still good. There is people in your life that you work with every day, in and out, that you're good friends with, that you have a relationship with Christ as well. Thank Lawrence Starvis for watching this morning, watching us this morning. We hope God willing continue to keep us live without interruptions. Insights. As Christians, we must appreciate the shared faith and mutual support we find within the comfort of a Christian community. We understand the needs for encouragement and stability, not only while serving Christ and working in the ministry, but also as we live our Christian witnesses and calling calling in a fallen world. This is a fallen world that we're living in. There are so many things going on in the world that we can be putting our hands in to help others as well as preach the gospel or teach the gospel. We all have a responsibility to carry God's word to others. Good morning, my daughter Chitenda. Chitenda, for listening in this morning. We hope we stay live at our Facebook Keepers Live for a while. We understand the need for encouragement and stability, not only while serving Christ and working in the ministry, but also as we live our Christian witnesses and calling in a fallen world. It is so important for Christians to connect with each other, serve a church community in Jesus' name. Some people go beyond the walls of their local church to serve long and short-term missions efforts in their communities. In other cities and abroad, especially in the aftermath of, uh, of uh, crisis and natural disasters like floods, earthquakes, and hurricanes. Those who are unable to travel abroad can provide administrative, financial, and kind prayers for other support to assist efforts to spread the gospel. That is one thing that I like about Facebook. There is so many ministries on Facebook, but the thing about that, you must remember that it is Facebook. What takes place with what is put on Facebook resides in what's in your heart and what you believe and what you follow. Be truthful. Whenever you hear the word of Christ from me, any pastor, you go to God's word. You go to God's word. All right, let's look at exploration. As followers and servants of Jesus, we are committed to theological accuracy. That means root your words in God's word, not your words but God's word. All right. We sincerely must desire to rightly divide God's word when sharing with others. Additionally, we must learn to be wise, loving, and very tactful when correcting false teaching. We cannot allow room for open debates that would lead to unhelpful arguments, hostility, or divisions in the body of Christ. That's why you do not contend with the word of Christ. Give the word, leave the word, let the word stand on its own. If you want to engage in a useful, beneficial, for the body of Christ discussion with a fellow Christian, do so. But with the thoughts that God is the word. To be fully effective for the Lord, men and women must work in partnership with other believers, whether we find ourselves in the community, in the workplace, or in the church. All right, if you will... Those that have your Sunday school books, turn to Acts, the 18th chapter, verses 1 to 3. 
and the 18th verse. All right, here we go. This is from the King James Version. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Paul is traveling, okay, and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy, and his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome, and came unto them. And because he was of the same craft, he abode, they lived there with them, and wrought for their occupation that they were tent makers. In other words, they were in a situation where they were working together as tent makers. And Paul, after this tarot, stayed around for a while. There yet a good while, and they took his leave of the brethren and sailed thence into Syria. This is presently, you hear Syria in the news? Syria is in the news before. They are sailing to Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila, having shorn his head in Catherine, for he had a vow, and they had made a vow, made a vow. Do you make a vow? If you have made a vow, you made a vow to Christ, I encourage you to keep that. All right, let's turn the page. The Apostle Paul left Athens for Corinth, where he awaited the arrival of Timothy and Silas from Macedonia. Corinthia was the capital of the Roman province of Arcea. It was situated on the itinerance of Cape, allowing great access to sea routes to the east and west, along with land routes to the north and south. This perfect situation allowed it to be a prosperous commercial center. Corinth, while a prosperous city economically, socially, artistically, and intellectually, was also notorious, known for its immorality. Apparently, the preaching of the gospel in Jewish synagogues in Rome met with such strong resistance and hostility that the emperor Claudius ordered all Jews to leave the city. It is not clear if Aquila and Priscilla, also called Prisa, were believers before they left Rome. But since nothing is said, Paul's preaching the gospel to them or their becoming converts Scholars assumed them to be have been Christians in Rome. The couple came to Corinth and set up their tent-making businesses. Tent makers manufactured heavy cloth, a type of leather from goat skin. Paul gathered the, his Christian faith and vocation with his godly couple Priscilla and Aquila. When they met, Paul was in Corinth for an unspecific length of time, approximately at least a year and a half by some estimate. Before leaving Corinth, Paul assumed the Nazarite vow, which is an Old Testament act of consecration and dedication to God. You can see this in Numbers, the sixth chapter, verses 1 through 21. Now, here's the thing about when we give scripture, it is up to you to go to read those scriptures. I read what is in the Sunday school book, but you must show yourself approved of God's word. Follow God's word and know God's word. During the period of the vow, Paul wasn't, was not to cut his hair or drink wine. That was a vow, not to cut his hair. You remember somebody else did that, remember? I believe his name was Samson. He was not supposed to cut his hair, remember? While Paul strongly refused to impose the restriction of Judaism on Gentiles and preach it as a burden and yoke upon the people, he was willing to do whatever was necessary or expedient to concentrate himself fully to the Lord's service 
and reached others with the message of the gospel, even if it meant not eating or doing things that others found offensive. A brief discussion for you. What possible benefits or hindrances do you see in partnering with others in ministry work? All right, here's another question for you. Share with the group a time when God intervened in what seemed to be a bad turn of events and worked it out for your good. Oh, in God, powerful. Think about a situation in which you were in that was bad, but it turned out for your good. I'm reminded of uh, when I was a young fella in uh, high school and was doing some wrong things, breaking into school, stealing and things like that. I was told by my uh, mothers and fathers and uh, grandfolks and all the folks around me, Freddie was going to end up in jail. Guess what? I did end up in jail. I ended up in home in prison working for 29 years as a correctional officer. God used it for my good and the good of others. Okay, let's go to the commentary on Acts 18, the 19th chapter through 21st verse, 24th through 26th verse. And it came to Ephesus, and he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews in their teaching and reasoning. All right. When they desired him to tarry longer time with them, he consented not. In other words, he could stay. But bade them farewell to saying, I must be by all means keep this feast that cometh in Jerusalem. But I will return again unto you, if God will. And he sailed from Ephesus. That is what I opened the Sunday school lesson with this morning in our subject. I used the term God willing. Okay, God wills things. It has to be in the will of God for it to take place. You're asking for something, it has to be in the will of God that you get what you're asking for. Okay? And certain Jews named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scripture came to Ephesus. Apollos was good at their word, good at the word. There are some people more efficient and better than I am with the word. They are awesome and powerful. But you still have in your language the word of Christ. Let it come out of your heart and from God's word. God will do the rest. Okay? And a certain Jew named Apollos, we said that before very bright young man. This man was instructed in the ways of the Lord, being fervent in the spirit. Fervent. Powerful. He spoke and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. How about that? You know who that is? John the Baptist, right? John baptized him. Okay. Let's look at verse 26. And he began to speak boldly. Boldly, not afraid. Do you speak boldly? Wherever you speak, in the synagogue, in the church, on the street, on the, in the grocery store, in the car, wherever you are when you talk about God, speak boldly. Begin to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him, took him unto them, and they expounded him the way God more perfectly. In other words, they liked what he was saying. Come on, get with us in common terms, okay? All right, Aquila and Priscilla separated from Paul at the Ephesus and took up residence there. Paul engaged in a short ministry in the synagogue. And though the congregation desired him to stay longer, Paul chose to leave and attend an unpacific feast observance in Jerusalem, likely the Passover. 
Paul's willingness to continue observing the Passover was probably based on the desire to reunite with his countrymen and share the gospel with those who had not accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. In Ephesus, Jesus' pilgrim likely heard the message of John the Baptist preaching that the Messiah had come. It is possible to correct in what you know, believing in God without having a full grasp of trust of the gospel message, such as if was with Apollos. He was strong in faith and devotion, thorough in understanding the Old Testament scripture, and eloquent in speech. He had the ability to present Jesus as the Messiah effectively to the Jews. But God allowed Priscilla and Aquila to share with him the completeness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, even though he was eloquent, spoke powerfully, had great knowledge, God still can do something else with you and add somebody else with you. All right, a brief question for you. When you feel that the gospel is being misinterpreted or misrepresented, how do you respond? What do you do? Do you go to the Word? Do you confront the person? Or do you know what to do? Suppose you do not have it in your heart to God a word already. Suppose you do not know God's word already. Suppose you do not have faith already. You can be led astray. But that is why you must show yourself approved in studying God's word. When whatever someone say, don't take it for their word. Go to the Bible and find out for yourself. But you must have a knowledge and you must have a faith in Jesus Christ to do that. All right. God used an ordinary couple to do an extraordinary thing for him. Share areas in your life where you are living out God's plan. How about that? Just so it's answered, me on the radio. I love radio. I used to be on the radio some years ago. But the cost was so high, I could not handle it. So I graduated to Block Talk Radio, to where I am today. It is most efficient, and it is uh, not as costly as regular radio. And I thank God for that opportunity to carry his word, play gospel music, and talk to about people about different things concerning Christ. Hopefully it is blessing somebody because God's word do not go out void. It will do what it is intended to do. It cuts going and it cuts coming. It will do what God intends for it to do. All right. Let's continue with the uh, uh, final outline. This is coming from Romans, the 16th chapter, the 3rd through the 4th verse. Uh, Greet, this is the 3rd verse. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, the introduction, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentile. Okay, here's something that I need you all to understand in the word of Christ. there. When we talk about different colors and different races, different people, stay focused with us now. There are only two types of people in the world. There are Jews, God's people, God's chosen people, he picked them out, and Gentiles. Everybody else falls, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. That is not a slant on the Jewish people. That Jews... Jewish people is, is God's people. All right. Make sure you understand that. Don't get in. Say, for instance, we get all tied up on issues of race and different stuff like that and this color and that color skin. There's only two types of people in the world. I am a Gentile, and most of us that listen that are Gentiles. Some of them that are listening are Jews, but there are Jews and Gentiles. That's from my spirit and what God tells me. All right. 
Let's look at verse 4. They risked their lives for me. Is there someone in the Christian ministry that you risk your lives for? Is there somebody you know that you would risk your life for in a Christian ministry? I'm not talking about your family, friends, or somebody, co-workers, something like that. But is there another person in the Christian ministry that you relate to and talk to and interact with that you would actually risk your life for? That's what Priscilla and Aquila did for Paul. They risked their lives for him. That is a strong commitment in Christian relationship with another person. Okay, let's go to the last outline and the study of that word, that portion of uh, uh, verses 3 and 4 of Romans 16, chapter 3 and 3, 3 and 4 scripture. Here it goes. Paul closed the letter to the Romans with a greeting to individuals and groups. After a recommendation for Rome to accept a sister named Phoebe, he starts with his two dearest friends, Priscilla and Aquila. Since meeting Paul at Corinth on his second ministry journey, the couple had been hard at work in the service of God. You can see that in Acts, the 18th chapter, and verse number 2 through 18, and also the 26th verse. Paul also mentioned them whom, when he salutes the Corinthian church, see 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter, and the 19th verse, and the youngest minister and pastor, Timothy. Timothy was a young fellow. Here's something that you need to understand about Timothy. Even though you may be young yourself, you may be younger than I am, you may be in your 20s, you may be 19, whatever years, or you may be in your 30s, but if you're young in the ministry and you have not the zeal, but you have the undyed power for spirit of Christ in you to teach God's word, teach it. Do not let nobody defer, defer you or deter you. Timothy wouldn't let anybody put him to shame about what he was doing. He was committed to God's word, and he showed that even though he was a young fella. You know, sometime in, in life, we have the young folks and the old folks. We have the real old people, and they're in between those three entities. Sometimes there's a difference. Some people that are older than you. Good morning, Mr. Brand. Welcome to the Sunday School. We're about to close it, but um, you can still follow it on Facebook. But anyway, we have a difference. So if you believe you have the way... With God's word, and God has placed it in your heart to carry his word, not necessarily being a preacher, but a teacher, do so. Do not be ashamed of what God has placed in your heart. All right, let's go back. Uh, on his second ministry journey, the couple had been hard at work in the service of God. All right. Timothy, being young, Paul does not give details of what Priscilla and Aquila did to risk their lives for him, but he did say they did risk it. But his gratitude is apparent. Paul notes that not only, but also all the churches of the Gentiles were grateful to Priscilla and Aquila for their significant ministry effort for Jesus Christ. It is possible that he is making a specific reference to an incident in Corinth in which Paul was dragged in for judgment at the seat of Galileo, see Acts 18 and the 7th. The 18th chapter and the 17th verse of possible the riot in Ephesus around A.D. 53. You can see that in Acts 19, the 23rd through the 41st verse. Paul is probably back in Corinth around the year A.D. 57. The decree banished Jews from Rome was lifted after the death of Emperor Claudius in A.D. 54. You can see that in Acts 18 chapter and the second verse. This allowed an opportunity for Priscilla and Aquila to return to Rome. In other words, 
that riotous situation caused the Jews to be put out of Rome. Think about the situation that happened in Washington at the Capitol when those white brothers and sisters, along with other black folks, rioted in Washington, D.C., trying to stop an election from being confirmed. Think about that. These people, some 200-plus or maybe more, are under arrest and being put in jail to be tried for their crimes. Guess what? The truth of riots happening back then is still happening today. Do not get so uh, disconnected that you, you, you don't follow what is taking place. God is still doing his business, and Satan is still doing his. All right. Do you still risk their, do you know people that still risk their lives for Christianity and the cause of Christ? Do you know people that risk their lives? Do you personally know somebody that risked their lives to carry God's word? If you do know, that is good. Share the example with others that will encourage others that are out risking their lives. All right, another question for you. How should the church hound believers who are gifted and eager to serve but lack the training to be effective? How about that? How about that? Now that COVID-19 has a lot of doors closed and folks like myself, a Sunday school teacher is teaching on Facebook and other places. How about those that want to do it and do not have the means to do so or have the gift to do so? I do not have lack training to be effectively. I hope I am being effective in what I'm doing here as a Sunday school teacher from Antioch Baptist Church in Tunnel Springs, Alabama. All right. Discuss Priscilla and Aquila, the private approaches to dealing with Apollos. They, even though they, Apollo was gifted and smart, they still work with them. All right. We want to remind you that next week's lesson, we thank you all for being here with us. We've been at about 30 minutes, and we thank you for your patience, and we thank uh, God for allowing Facebook to keep us up this morning. Usually we have 10 or 12 interruptions, but none yet. But God is so powerful. God can do anything that he wants to. Next week's lesson from the will be Sunday, February 28, 2021, is showing generosity, hospitality. Showing generosity and hospitality. The devotional reading comes from Psalms 33, verses 1 through 12, and both the background scripture and printed text are Acts, the 16th chapter, 11 through 15 verse, the 40th, and also 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, 26 through 30. All right. Do not forget your home Bible daily reading. Do not forget your home Bible daily reading. All right, here's what the home Bible daily reading will do for you. It's like traveling in the darkness, and gradually as you proceed, light comes on to show you bright the path in which you to travel. Now, what this lesson does is prepares you for the Sunday school lesson, which is uh, showing generosity and hospitality for February 28th. All right, we will start on that path by getting you brighter to understand better what you will be learning on Sunday the 28th. February the 22nd, don't complain, but serve one another. How many of that fits you? Don't complain, but serve one another. That'll come out of 1 Peter, 4th chapter, 7 through 11. On Tuesday, February the 23rd, 
everyday expressions of hospitality that would come out of Romans, the 8th chapter, the 9th through the 19th verse. And on Wednesday the 24th, hospitality, practice in jail and at home. How many of you had the opportunity to be in jail? All right, that will come from um, Acts the 16th chapter, 35th through the 40th verse. On Thursday, February the 25th, hospitality practiced by widows and bishops. That will come out of First Timothy, the fifth chapter, ninth through the tenth verse, and third chapter and the second verse. Also on Friday, February the twenty-sixth, Christ's good power and wisdom. Christ, God's power and wisdom. That will come out of First Corinthians, the first chapter, eighteen through twenty-fifth verse. Then on Saturday, February the twenty-seventh, know Jesus Christ crucified. No, Jesus Christ crucified. It come out of First Corinthians, the second chapter, verses one through five. Then on Sunday, February the twenty-fifth, the lesson, Lydia, model of hospitality practice, Acts the sixteenth chapter, verses eleven through fifteen, the fortieth verse, also First Corinthians, the first chapter, twenty-six through thirtieth verse. On behalf of all of us here. At Housey Production Gospel, we thank you for being here with us for the Sunday School lesson coming from Antioch Baptist Church, number one right here in Turner Springs, Alabama, where Reverend Wayland Oliver is our pastor, Sister Joyce Oliver is our first lady. We thank all of you. We thank all of the church members and deacons that are continually doing the effort work there at Antioch Baptist Church to get the word out to you. Our closing prayer. Lord, open our eyes to new opportunities to witness for you. New opportunities to witness for you. At work, our community, and through the ministry of the church. Connect us to people with whom we can grow in faith and Christian service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On behalf of all of us here at House of Black and Gospel Blog Talk Radio and Antioch, number one Baptist church there in Tona Spring. The Reverend Waylon Oliver is our pastor, and Sister Joyce Oliver is our first lady. We thank you for joining us this morning, and we are eternally grateful. Thank God for allowing us to complete the Sunday School lesson on Facebook this morning. Thank you. God bless you, and we'll see you next time on the Sunday School lesson with the Sunday School lesson. If we don't see you, we hope we will be able to hear you, God willing. You'll be able to hear us, God willing. Thank you. Take care now.